Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Johnny Kent Show on KFI AM 640. We are live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. But there'll be some remnants of that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour when we put a hack into the dumpster. 15 minutes from now, you will have a shot once again at $1,000. It's not the Mega Millions, which is now what? $1.3 billion is where we're at? $1.28? Yep. Uh, did you buy tickets? My husband did. My husband did. Well, what? he was a little more uh, motivated oh, to run out yeah. and, and, and get it. So he usually does that. Yeah. How many does he buy? You know, I, I didn't ask him. I'm going to have to ask him. I'm going to have to send him a text. Unless you buy a hell of a lot, I read it really doesn't increase your odds that tremendously. I mean, it's one in 300 and something million for having one set of numbers, but you buy 10, 20 of them, you know. The chances are so, I mean, ridiculous. (laughs) That's ridiculous. If I read one more story about how people are going to spend the money. uh, Anyway, $1,000, though. I think you have better than a one in 302 million shot (laughs) of getting that money. You just have to put the keyword into the website, kfiam640.com. So stand by for that coming up in about 15 minutes. Uh, We got word last night in an article from the Washington Examiner that the L.A. County Registrar of Voters is banning observers from watching the L.A. County D.A. George Gascon's signature verification process. It's a question I remember bringing up when they submitted all the signatures. And I said, well, now we got to wait like a month for them to go through all the signatures. But actually what they did first is they took a sample. 
And the news, of course, came out that the sample did not meet the required level of signatures for them to just say, okay, we don't have to look at every signature because the sample proved to be above the bar needed to get this on the ballot. So that's when they said they'd go ahead and review the hundreds of thousands of signatures submitted by the recall organizers. And we were told that sometime in mid-August, we're probably going to uh, find out the results. Uh, they collected about 715,000 signatures, and that is a pretty good margin above the required amount, which is like 568,000. So they have to go through 715,000 signatures. But one of our listeners sent us an email from the registrar. His name is Dean Logan. And in the email, which was sent to the L.A. County Board of Supervisors, he was giving them a heads up that possibly this Tuesday, August 2nd, the next meeting of the Board of Supervisors, he might have results. He was just telling them that. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, because I was thinking it's going to be a couple of weeks after that. Results, and the reason he gave them that letter or that notification is because if this does qualify for the ballot, you have to get ready to set a recall election date. You have to do it within 30 days, I think. If it doesn't qualify for the ballot, then nothing has to be done. But I guess it's just part of the process. He has to notify the LA County Board of Supervisors. All right, do we have, we don't have Steve Cooley? Okay, so we're going to talk about this uh, idea of observing the signature verification process now with the former L.A. County D.A. Steve Cooley, who, of course, is also part of the recall effort. Steve, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. So what's this about? What do the rules say in terms of being able to observe this process? Well, it says that there is a right to observe this. And quite frankly, it is stated as a right in the Voters' Bill of Rights to observe the election process. The recall group has merely asked to have three individuals there, one one of our top-notch lawyers and two other appropriate individuals, just to observe the process as it's being implemented by the registrar recorder. We're not asking for the whole public to be there or anyone who wants to be there to be there. We ask for a representative group of three uh, individuals, and they have denied that request uh, so far. And the way they're going, it may be that we never get anyone in there. So are you going to try to challenge this legally? Well, uh, we'd have to, do, have, we'd have to challenge it legally after there's a uh, cause of action. And that would only be if, for some reason or another, they didn't uh, <clears throat> certify uh, the matter for a recall election. If they certify it, then, hey, uh, then it's moot. They don't, don't need certify to, right? it. And we, no. Yeah, then, then, we might, then we might very well. Uh, list this and other uh, possible shortcomings of the process in a lawsuit we would bring. And they should be very cautious about that. By they, I mean the registrar of voters, because we have some awfully talented lawyers who are very smart on this, who have already anticipated a lot of the issues, and we've given them information on how to conduct this sort of review process when it comes to signature verification according to the law, which changed in 2020. So we are doing our best to uh, keep them educated and uh, keep them going the right direction. We feel if they do do the right thing, according to the law, 
we are going to have a uh, recall election that will qualify. Yeah, I think their response is, well, this isn't like an election where we're looking at the ballots, right? We're looking at mail-in ballots. We're looking at provisional ballots. The recall is, they're they're, trying to say the recall is different, right? Well, they're they're totally right. It's not like an election where they're looking at ballots. This is like an election where they're looking at signatures on a petition. In each case, they look at signatures for verification. So it may be a distinction without a difference. Yeah. So, I mean, what did you make and of also, the... uh, Also, okay. they stress that one of their goals is to always be transparent. Well, uh, this is being pretty opaque, not very transparent as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I don't know why they would have a problem with just letting three people in there watch what they're doing. I don't think there's, they should have a problem with that. But I, yeah, that's I kind of it. weird. I, I, I don't. Is it true that, you know, they might throw out a signature if it's outside the little box or something? That was, uh, that may be <laughs> urban legend. Oh, okay. That was something that all of us were very aware of when we were out gathering signatures. We said, please stay within the boxes in terms of each of the categories. But I've heard recently from our experts that that really may not be the case, that they're not uh, that picky unish. The law presumes the signature is valid. And then... They can only invalidate it according to the standard of beyond a reasonable doubt. And then it has to be verified, that decision to invalidate has to be verified by two people independently. Hmm. And then uh, we, the proponents, and only the proponents, get to review the validation and the reasons for it. So they've got a very, very high standard. They've got a rigorous process if they follow it. Uh, And if they don't, we're in a perfect position to challenge it. I know that when they're looking at ballots, you know, mail-in ballots and signatures don't look right, they can contact the voter, but they wouldn't do that with the with the recall signatures? <laughs> That's not my understanding. Right. Uh, and I think that makes sense because the standard <coughs> is so high and there's so much review that might take uh, a substantial amount of time that is unnecessary. Uh, all right, let me ask you this. What did you make of the failure of the sample, the, the news that came out a couple of weeks ago, that they took a sample of the signatures and it did not meet the threshold? Uh, you don't think that bodes well, poorly, or what do you think that was about? Well, if you uh, buy that at face value, that it was below the, uh, the percentage in terms of validation, it was very close, very close. Mm-hmm. Uh if you extrapolate it out, it would only it would only be short by 7,000. But that was a, a sample. We don't know what uh, standards they used to look at the signatures. Uh, we don't know how that random sample, how random it really was. Did most of them come from petition gatherers? Uh, did some of them come from uh, the, the, the mailed-in petitions? Uh, or did they come from the people, the paid petition gatherers. So we don't know how truly random and representative that was. We don't put much stock in it because we feel the, the rules and the law in terms of uh, invalidating signatures is such that uh, they will not be able to invalidate otherwise valid signatures. We feel pretty confident the law is on our side. The question is, will they execute the law as it is written? All right. It's possible, based on this letter that apparently the registrar sent to the Board of Supervisors, that they could be done in time for Tuesday's August 2nd board meeting. I don't know if you saw that, Steve, but he was just giving a heads up. That, that, yeah. I, I did see that, and that's fine. Uh, the sooner the better. Uh, 
uh, and that, that would be great if they could do it. But they were a little bit vague, and they, they kind of like pulled their pulled their punches a little bit there. Yes. Uh, they didn't come out and say, oh, absolutely, we're going to do it August 2nd. And they also threw in there, and in any event, we'll be done by August 17th. So uh, I don't put much stock in that communication because I don't think they know. All right. Well, Steve, if it does qualify for the ballot, are you going to run to replace Gascon? I'm going to get behind the best candidate, uh, and there are going to be many fine people running. And the main thing is, let's get them on a ballot. Let's get rid of this guy. All right. Former L.A. County District Attorney Steve Cooley, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Okay, guys. Thank you. All right. It was all about the signature verification process, which is going on right now at the L.A. County Registrar Voters. The top guy there is Dean Logan. And they have told the recall backers that they cannot come in and observe the signature verification process. Steve said they just wanted to send in like three people eh, just to look and see how they're doing and just to keep an eye on things. But they were told no. And he says it might be the basis for a legal challenge if they come back and say this doesn't qualify for the ballot. And boy, if a judge ruled that was so, they'd have to start all over again with observers going through every signature, I, I guess. All right, more coming up on the John and Kent Show. And as soon as we come back, the key word for you to possibly win $1,000 from the good iHeart people. KFI AM 640. All right, we'll be talking about the nonsense on the Mega Millions coming up later on in the show. Uh, we were just talking about the L.A. County D.A., George Gascon. Apparently, observers are not allowed to watch them verify the signatures at the L.A. County Registrar Voters Office. We told you yesterday that the autopsy has been released in the stabbing death of the uh, young woman, Brianna Kupfer. While she worked at a furniture store in the Melrose section of L.A. That was back in January. And the autopsy said she was stabbed 26 times by this career criminal, Sean Laval Smith. And apparently Brianna's father is not too happy that somehow the autopsy leaked from the coroner's office or wherever it was kept to the media, which publicized it yesterday. It was a brutal Brutal murder by a guy who should not have been on the streets. All right, now this story that got my attention, I think it was front page headlines, but, you know, but, well, it's rare that the El Segundo Times likes to do this. California exodus continues. L.A., San Francisco lead the way. The quote from one person they interviewed was, why are we here? And you know, in the end, the conclusion is what we've been telling you. The people that are left are the very, very wealthy who are insulated from most of the problems, the cost of living, the homeless, a lot of times the crime, although that's becoming less so when you're looking at these robberies in places like Beverly Hills. But anyway, they're often insulated from the problem. And then you have the very, very poor class, which is subsidized. We have a third of the state on Medi-Cal. We have the governor and the legislature constantly trying to hand out money to people at the lower income scales. And they just don't have the wherewithal or, or in some ways the motivation to look for a better lot in life. So they stay. Everybody else in the middle is who's leaving. And while these numbers aren't like staggering in terms of the actual, uh, let's see if we can find it here. Um, San Francisco and Los Angeles rank first and second in the country, respectively, for outbound moves as the cost of living and housing prices continue to balloon and homeowners flee to less expensive cities. You know, that only worked for so long because eventually if enough people leave, the housing prices have to come down. 
because these are the people that could afford homes and there'll be less than demanding them. This poor class I just talked about is not going to be buying up or moving into these places where these people move from. Uh, the number of Los Angeles residents leaving the city jumped from around 33,000 in the second quarter of last year to about 41,000 in the same span of 2022. Now, L.A. has millions of people, so it's easy to write that off as a drop in the bucket. But the truth is, that's just reversing a trend. This has actually been going on for a number of years now, but it has picked up in the last couple of years with people. And this used to be written off by publications like the El Segundo Times and politicians in Sacramento. It's a drip. People come and go. It's the cycle of life. It happens all the time. Well, I don't think you can write this off. Uh, a couple of people interviewed. One of them has cited, oh, look at that, urban crime and a, gr a growing unhoused population. Times, a growing unhoused population, the quality of the public schools, the overall quality of life is driving out some of the residents. Uh, this full quote is in New York City, but also in San Francisco. There are all these fights about which kids get into which elite public schools. The rich are always able to hide in their bubble. But if the middle class looks at the, this quality of life declining, that's a push factor to leave. Oh, this is one of the uh, experts that they talk to. They talk to some economists and some other housing experts on this but a couple of people that were actually moving interviewed in this article said that because i can now do my job remotely and that was probably a big trigger in the last two years for people being able to make this decision and leave california because once they were given the opportunity to work anywhere in the world and do pretty much the same job for the same company they have opted not to stay in places like san francisco in LA because it is expensive and it is full of homeless and it is full of crime. My God, San Francisco too. I just saw another story the other day that one of the large companies has just given up on the, the office building. There's just not enough people showing up there anymore. There's really no point in, in keeping it there. People are not showing up to the office. They're working from home and some of them are probably moving right out. As usual, the states that people are leaving for are Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Florida. California lost more than 352,000 residents between April 2020 and January of this year. And as I mentioned, San Francisco and LA rank first and second of the country for people moving from the cities to other places. All right, coming up next. Oh, another report on the economy came out today concerning inflation. I'll talk about it with uh, ABC News for KFI next on the John and Ken Show. Uh, you got the John and Ken Show, and we are live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. A lot to come. We do have the moist line, folks. We are going to throw somebody into the dumpster. It's the big 5 o'clock hour on a Friday. We are going to talk about the horrible, overreported story of the day, the Mega Millions drawing, which comes up at 8 p.m. tonight because everybody's excited. What am I going to do if I win? Deborah Mark, you're going to buy a vegan restaurant or... Uh, maybe an animal sanctuary, something to do with animals. You going Carol Baskin on us? No. Okay, good. No, no. I'm, uh, no. Mm -mm. Well, will you adopt all the dogs? Well, I think what I would do is I would have, so, I would buy some huge, huge piece of property and I would rescue as many dogs as possible. And I would, I would have, there would be lots of people that would have jobs watching these dogs. Wait a minute. What no more volunteers the... walking dogs. I would pay people to help me out. What about the cats? 
I'm allergic to cats. You I don't love have to cats. Be there. But... You just buy the property and hire the people. Okay, to take fine. Care. Okay, fine. All right. Poor cats. I, man. The cats are welcome as well. How's that? And the skunks. What about the homeless skunks? <sighs> that could be uh, pretty stinky. I don't know. I think I'll pass on that one. All right. We also got another keyword coming up at around 4:20. Uh, the economy. Oh, look at that. More economic news today concerning inflation has come out. We're going to go now to Dave Packer, ABC News for KFI. This business stuff is all over the place. Dave, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Ken. Um, yeah, uh, yeah it, just, it looks like it just everything seems to be all over the place. In terms of employment picture doesn't look bad, but inflation is high. But there's been a little bit of a letdown in the, the business, the GDP. What, what is all this mess? Uh, it, it, well, it, it's kind of like this cycle. Uh, it, it, first of all, consumer spending is up in June, it, my, my, about 1.1%, even as inflation increased. And so, uh, you know, inflation surging in June, and, and people are spending more in June. And as people spend more, what happens? Inflation, more inflation, because um, the, the economy just uh, get, gets heated up a little bit more. And as uh, more, but, how, but you know, well, then more. why did the GDP drop a little bit? Well, you, you know, it's interesting. I was looking back at those GDP numbers and it, it was really close on that on that second um, quarter that we talked about yesterday. Yes. And, you know, those are estimates, those numbers. They might revise those numbers. And it, it was so close. It, it might wind <laughs> up being even or even slightly positive. So I, I, I haven't like kind of. Um, you know, close the book on, on that, those GDP numbers. I, but, you know, what's happening is you have this inflation. You say, well, why are people spending? You, you would think that, oh, prices are higher. People aren't going to be spending. They're going to say, I can't afford things. But on the other hand, you're thinking, geez, I, I better buy that item, that, that refrigerator or, or that car now because it's going to cost a lot more in six months and my money's going to be worth less. Well, that has the potential to, to make everything spiral, doesn't it? Right, right. Because if people keep doing that, that'll just lead to higher prices and that'll just keep happening. Right. And then, you know, on top of that, you have um, employment's low, like we talked about yesterday. So, um, you know, it, it's more competitive in the job market. Uh, bosses are being kind of, you know, strong armed by their employees. It's a great time to ask for a raise, right? But, you know, the, the boss has got to make that money up somewhere. So, He's got to raise prices, whether it's a restaurant or whether he's selling, uh, you know, anything, refrigerators, who knows? He's got to raise prices to, to meet those salaries. So it, it's, it's kind of like a frenzied, heated economy. It's not like, you know, everyone talks about recession. So there's, yeah, there's some parts of it. We can't afford things. We feel like we're in a recession, but that's not exactly what it is. It's more like this overheated, inflationary spiral that's going on. Yeah, you wonder how this is all going to flesh out in the months to come. Is it going to go in one certain direction or another, meaning continue on the inflationary path, or is it going to head towards a recession? I feel like we're in some sort of a middle ground here where this still has to shake out. Yeah, I, and it, it all depends on how high interest rates go up. And, you know, it's like somebody somebody's running around frantically and you, you, you kind of like have to slap him in the face. But how, how hard do you say you don't want to knock him out? You just want to say, hey, calm down here. And that's what the Fed's dealing with right now. You know, I mean, how how hard do we have to we give, him a, give him a little um, Will Smith slap or do, do we got to, you know, clock him? <laughs> so that's that's kind of where we're at. Right? And the, the Fed has to figure that out with, you know, where they put the interest rates. Yeah, well, the American people only care about two things. Do I still have my job and how much am I paying for things? 
Now, on the first front, like yeah. you mentioned, the unemployment rate's at 3.6%. That's near the half century low. So that's not an issue for people. It is inflation. And the thing I want to ask you about inflation was, well, we were told that, and we see it, gas prices have been dropping for several weeks now. How come that's not reflected in right. these inflation numbers? Yeah, well, uh, you know, the thing is, all these, these numbers always lag. But uh, one thing about the gas prices, uh, can, uh, people are buying more gas over the last month. So we've seen consumption rise as these prices have come down. So that's going to probably slow. It's been a real fast drop, but we're going to see that that drop slow down um, and, and maybe kind of settle in. Uh, who knows where? Maybe, maybe it's got a few more cents to come down. But I don't think we're going to see the the same kind of, of drop. So, it, so it's going to leave it at a point that's pretty high still. Uh, if we leave it where it is, I mean, we're not we're not where we were a month ago, but it's still kind of uncomfortably high. So anything, anything standing out in the inflation category, any kind of goods standing out more than any others in terms of the inflation numbers, the current ones? I mean, it's obviously, you know, food and and fuel are are the big things that that are driving it. Um, and, And and so. That's, you know, th- those are the things that people are spending money on. Um, if you're renting, that's gone way up. There were, there were some great deals for renters a couple of years ago with the pandemic where landlords were giving away, the, the, the you know, a 13th right. month for free if you signed up for a 12-month. And you're seeing in some areas uh, rents going up uh, 6 7% where, you know, maybe it was a 1.5% uh, increase was normal. So that's that's one area. And, you know, if you can't afford to put a roof over your head or, or you're scraping by to do that, that's going to cut into your spending in other areas. All right, Dave, thanks for that report. I appreciate it. Ken, have a great weekend. Uh, you too. Dave Packer, ABC News for KFI on the business end of things. Uh, uh, economic report came out today about inflation. It's the one that the Fed uses as its guide. And apparently uh, consumer prices did jump 6.8% in June from a year ago. And that's the biggest jump. Again, we always hear this. It's either 1981 or 1982. Most of these inflation reports take us back just that long. So you can imagine that most people who were even adults today were not around or were not spending much money 40 years ago. So they're seeing things that they never saw before. And reports are that some people are cutting back or scaling down. But one of my theories is, and I did see this in another article I read the other day, we will and always will have a very wealthy class of Americans that this does not impact. They will continue along their spending ways no matter where the prices go because they have that much insulation from it in terms of their wealth. And they can keep things going to a certain degree. But of course, the economy is driven by the large middle spending class. And not all of them have cut back. Uh, They want to just keep riding this uh, I saw a story the other day that Chipotle has been raising prices and it doesn't seem to affect demand, that people seem to uh, shrug. Prices are going up everywhere. Why wouldn't they go up here? All right, more coming up on the John and Ken show on KFI. Monkeypox next hour. Isn't that exciting? State of emergency in San Francisco. New York is on the edge of that. We'll talk to Alex Snow in ABC News for KFI. We will be talking monkeypox. Monkeypox with with, uh, Alex Stone, ABC News for the latest on the, that particular infection that's <clears throat> scaring some people. Uh, of course, as we learned yesterday, we are not going to have to put on masks indoors in L.A. County. They will revisit that 
in the coming weeks. But we'll have a salute to that in the 5 o'clock hour here on the John and Ken Show. Uh, the big story this afternoon, and I, well, it was really this morning, uh, and it's kind of exhaustingly stupid, is the apology from Will Smith. Will Smith, of course, slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. When was that, Deborah Mark? March? I can't remember when yeah. it was. It seems like a million years ago, doesn't it? I know it does. I think it was March when they had the Academy Awards, somewhere, yeah, late February, early March, something like that. And uh, like, who cares? I mean, honestly, this many months later, does it really make any difference? Everybody's moved on. Chris Rock, I think, finally talked about it a little bit. But uh, all right, we're going to pay you, play you an excerpt from the Will Smith public apology. Why didn't you apologize to Chris in your acceptance speech? I was fogged out by that point. It's 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 all fuzzy. I've reached out to Chris. Well, I don't know. Your acceptance um, speech was pretty emotional. And the, me the message that came back is that uh, he's not ready to talk, and when he is, he will reach out. Um. So I will I will say to you, um, Chris, I apologize to you. Uh, my behavior was unacceptable, and I'm here whenever you're ready to talk. Um, I, I want to apologize to Chris's mother. I saw an interview that Chris's mother did, and, you know, that was one of the things about that moment. I just didn't realize, and, you know, I wasn't thinking, but how many people got hurt in that moment. So I want to uh, apologize to Chris's mother. I want to apologize to uh, Chris's family, uh, specifically Tony Rock. You know, we had a great relationship. You know, Tony Rock is my man. Um, and uh, this, this, is, this is probably irreparable. Do you guys know Tony Rock? I, I do Tony not. Rock. I've never it's heard. It's his brother. I know, but what does Tony Rock do? I think he's an actor, comedian. Is that right? I've never heard of Tony Smaller Rock. roles. Oh. All right. Uh, so that the whole thing was over five minutes. Would you really want to hear that? Will Smith to sit there apologizing many months later. I did, the whole world's kind of moved on from that story. Yeah, if he did this months ago, it would would have uh, would have gotten a lot more coverage. Impact, yeah. Have, in the scheme of things, though, does the whole thing really matter? Most of us watching that night thought it was a skit that it was part of the, it was part of the act because it just was kind of unreal, but. Uh, Will Smith should be talking about his uh, deep psychological problems and the kind of help he needs. Speaking of that, in the spotlight from the political field today is a Southern California congresswoman. Everybody that's listened to the John and Ken show over the years is familiar with the name Loretta Sanchez. Loretta Sanchez was a longtime Southern California congresswoman. Eventually, she tried to make the jump to the U.S. Senate, and she hit a rock. Uh, she, like the long list of politicians we've talked about on this show, including Tony Villar, the mayor of L.A., uh, Loretta Sanchez, uh, I think uh, Garcetti fits in this category, Newsom, and now we're seeing in, in Washington, D.C., uh, both Padilla, uh, who is a senator, and then we have uh, Kamala Harris, the vice president, and then we have uh, Becerra who's the head of the uh, Health and Human Services, they're all just, they don't have any personality that really charms people and gets people to follow them. It gets people enthusiastic. 
the way I described over the years, kind of the Obama thing and the Trump thing and even the Bill Clinton thing. They all had something uh, that really attracted people when they spoke. That list I just gave doesn't have it. Loretta Sanchez hit a wall and I don't know what she's doing now. She was working some weird job last time. But her sister made the news. I forgot that her sister is still in Congress. Uh, Linda Sanchez, she made news because they had the annual congressional baseball game in Washington, D.C. Is it really, do you know, Eric, is it really baseball or is it softball? I, I, believe, believe. I believe it's really baseball. I actually know someone who works for Breitbart that was at the game. Do you mean, so they actually throw fastballs? I mean, yeah. have you seen Linda Sanchez? No, I have not seen her personally. I don't think she could make it to first base. She's, uh, she's, a, bit, uh, she's a bit husky. Um, they lost her team 10 nothing to the Republicans. And uh, it doesn't look like there's anybody in the stands. But apparently after she made an out and was returning from first base, she gave the finger to the Republican side of the field. And it was, wow. <gasps> so because that video circulated widely, she felt she had to respond and she said that she heard offensive and misogynistic comments from their side. Uh, she didn't really specify what was said, who said it. It could have even been somebody in the stands and not necessarily one of the Republicans, but that's real sportsmanship that she gave them the uh, finger. All right, when I come back, I'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI. The subject will be, the category is monkeypox. Johnny Kent Show on KFI AM 640. And Deborah Mark has the news now. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173 or visit buylegacygold.com this week at Safeway enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale where select items throughout the store are buy one get one free with this week's BOGO sale get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs buy one get one free plus select fresh produce items like one pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one get one free Safeway come in and explore and see what other deals you can find let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.